Top Shelf Fantasy. What's going on, Shelfies? We're back in business. Me, Scotty, Derek as the guest in the house tonight. Feeling good, feeling fresh. Top Shelf Podcast number 269. 69. Nice. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> that nice. never gets old. Today is October 11th, 2023. We got our buy low, sell high, hold them, fold them. You know the drill, what we do every week for you. Um, as always, follow us on topshelffantasy.com. Check out all of our... Uh, Articles, our top shelf, our sorry, our top shelf sits and starts of the week are all up there. Always follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Top Shelf F N T S Y. What's going on, boys? Not much. Not, yeah, pretty <laughs> good. You know, week five, we have a good understanding of NFL teams at this point. Um, it's good to be back mid mid season. You know, with uh with the NFL, it's interesting to see you know the alerts for preseason basketball and nhl startup this is like the best time sports ever like it's the best oh seriously i was watching the bruins right before we started i was like let's go Pasta looking yeah. good getting on the board early bedard looks nasty that's awesome this is not a hockey podcast though so <laughs> i'll stop sorry Scotty. <laughs> it's all right. i've heard of hockey right it's like the one on ice with skates <laughs> yeah yeah you know a bunch of canadians skating around yeah the bruins <laughs> set a record last year and lost in the first round that yeah. sport that one yep that's right all right well let's get in some injuries you know the best stuff to talk about we got the good and the bad we'll start start with the bad miles sanders misses practice with a, sh- a shoulder injury did he pick that up last week or is that just lingering from two weeks so ago? he he had something else a week ago i think it was an ankle um it was something leg related and then now he's got the shoulder he seems to not be fitting well in carolina let's put it that way he's already been chirping the fans for booing them uh not a great idea, but we're not the, booing you. We're, we're booing Bryce yeah, Young. You're, we're booing the performance of the fault. team as a whole. But uh, yeah, Miles Sanders has been, I, I would say, a, a letdown from what you expected to see him as. And then Chuba Hubbard outplayed him last week anyway. So if he's going to start last two weeks. having a nagging uh, uh, shoulder injury, Chuba Hubbard stock goes up on the rise. Yeah. I mean, that uh, that offense is anemic. Like, mm-hmm. none of these guys are going to win you your week. But if you need point scorers, you know, got to have them. Yeah, the only guy that is going to be anywhere near helping you do anything uh, in your league is Adam Thielen, who's just a monster right now. But beside that, yeah, I mean, the offensive line there is a joke. It's one of the worst in the league right alongside the Patriots and uh, a handful of other bum teams. So totally yeah, one, Like running one, backs there are not your not your friends. Yeah, one of the most inefficient offenses in the NFL. I think they're what, dead last the first downs. Like so. I, I believe that. Yeah. Unless, well, I would say maybe the Patriots would beat them, but <laughs> I'd have to look. So, yeah. yeah, I think the Panthers are dead last pass are like third to last, but like that's great. Those how many? But how many of those first downs were in the Andy Dolan game? Am I right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Andy Dolan, baby, get him out there. Missed the first down, Dalton. <laughs> uh, Deshaun Watson sit, sitting out um, again, so if he can't go. It's PJ Walker. Um. I think PJ Walker just doesn't go away. Like no matter what, yeah, he's going to have a few starts every year, wherever the guy goes. And he's been impressive. I mean, like for when you grade him on the curve of like your expectation versus what he puts out there, it seems like you always walk away like, yeah, you know, he's not that bad. And then somebody's like, oh, great. Do you want him as your quarterback? Like, no, no, not really. But like, he's not that bad. 
<laughs> no, he's just he's our uh, he's the next generation Tyrod Taylor, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. exactly who he is. Yep. Like, and Tyrod Taylor has made a lot of money in the NFL. So. Yeah, and PJ Walker is going to stay around. The dude can play, but I mean, more concerning is like Sean Watson just seems to be a high character guy through and through. You know, <laughs> just like a guy you want on your team. Like, yeah. So I I think it's kind of fitting that he went to the Browns because I think that that's the best organization for that dude to play for. <laughs> like, yeah, like mm-hmm. couldn't happen to a better franchise. Like, what a <laughs> match right. made in heaven. But yeah, I mean, he was allegedly medically cleared the previous week. Now he's not going to play again when all, all, all reports are that he's fine. Uh, he says he has a rotator cuff contusion, which I'm just going to say is like a shoulder bruise. Um, At first, I thought that said concussion, rotator tough, <laughs> cuff concussion. Like, what the fuck is that? That's probably what he <laughs> thinks it is. Um, but no, I mean, like you saw Derek Carr uh, go out and gut it out with an AC joint sprain in his throwing arm. You know, did he, did he play the Patriots? Was it a pretty easy game? Yeah. But like he went out there as a gamer and played the damn game that he's paid to do. And I think that's the difference between some of these um, top tier elite quarterbacks and their mentality versus what we're seeing out of Deshaun Watson this year. And yeah. honestly, it could be reflective in, uh, you know, his prep to get ready to come back and play football. So um, like guys sh- like Deshaun Watson, like like one of the things like in professional sports, I would say is like there's such a difference between the guys that truly love the sport and the guys that don't. And like it just does not seem like this dude loves football like maybe he yeah. does maybe i'm dead wrong but it doesn't seem like he has that dog in him where he just goes and competes all the time yeah i get that vibe that he really really liked it when he was cruising and he was like elite effortlessly and that was probably him his whole right. life and then he hit like that one little snag and he had to battle back and he just hasn't had the the ability to mentally overcome it so i don't know it's it's problematic for the rest of his career until he shows otherwise i guess I think like uh, contusion is probably pretty good for a few massages, you know, work it out. And <laughs> that's it, though. He's not, he's not allowed to go get any massages. Yeah. So. <laughs> he's banned. That, yeah, that's a great point. It's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I just need to get a little, just a little massage. Like, just don't like, stop. Dude, <laughs> one baby pose. Give me one baby pose. Come on. I'll, I'll pay him off. I have so much money now. Thanks, Browns. <laughs> um, and then some IR news, which is. Four very crucial right. guys have been doing great this week, uh, this year. I'll start with James Conner, IR, nice RB2 this year. Anthony Richardson has showed great flashes, IR. Devination, Ashan, um, he's been, what, RB1 the last three weeks? Probably, two weeks yeah. only, I guess, two, two weeks. weeks for sure, um, yeah, maybe three. He Effortlessly has, speed. He heads to IR, so at least four weeks. And the big one, what is your one fantasy, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Derek, this affects, I think, you mostly, yeah, especially in our time. dynasty league. Yeah. And Mike, hey, Mike, <laughs> I think it's just like true media fashion, too, is like they, uh, they're they like, well, the Vikings kind of suck. They'll probably just shut them down for the year. And it's like, like as a fancy owner, it's like, yeah, it makes too much sense not to worry about. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, it yeah. does. It just makes like, because like, Vikings are what one and four at this point. Um, they could easily tank for one. They're right in that race. Like they yeah. need like a few moves on offense. Like if Justin Jefferson doesn't play and Kirk Cousins doesn't play, like they're the worst team in football. Like yeah, and you've got next year Kirk Cousins' contract is up, so tanking right. for one and means so the quarterback, which makes a lot of sense. Jefferson, why is he going to play without a long term deal? 
And yeah. you're not going to rush your franchise wide receiver back from a hamstring injury. Like it made sense to say, take four weeks right off the bat. I, I love that call anyways, but right. Yeah. When, like you said, are, is he even going to come back? Well, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it, I don't know. It, it, it puts owners in a tough spot. Cause like you have to hold them. You can't drop them or trade them for pennies, but there's a reality where, yeah, he does sit all year and you have to make a move now. Like you, yeah. And I wouldn't say pick up KJ Osborne. He's not going to fulfill that role. Go out there and trade for another, at least a mid wide receiver two. Um, I've seen KJ Osborne drop too many passes the last two years. I just don't trust that guy. Yeah. yeah I if mean, you're picking up Osborne, it's like as your flex play somewhere else. I mean, he'll fill yeah. in something, but he's not going to be Justin Jefferson. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't think. Jordan Addison's like, look good, though. Jordan Addison has, and I think like he's probably our our own team anyways. But yeah. I think like the bigger thing for me, like seeing Justin Jefferson immediately go to IR with a hamstring, is like the all of these NFL teams when you have a hamstring injury and a wide receiver, put them on IR, force you to wait on these injuries. Like they like we've seen so many times in the NFL, like hamstring injuries, soft tissue injuries, just don't heal very quickly, and if you oh, try to rush it. Yeah, you try if you try to rush it, like that's the worst yeah. thing you can do because then it happened. Then it's the rest of the season injury. So I well, look at Deontay. He said I can play next week. Like, oh yeah, probably could, but I right. I I'm I not gonna... And then, I mean, M- Mike Evans has one. He hasn't been put on IR yet. I guarantee he's going to try to play, and it really might fuck him up. That being said, Mike Evans play. does have a good history at coming back quickly from hamstrings. He's the only guy <laughs> that's that I, true. Like yeah. has done it successfully. But talk, he's getting older. Talk about yeah. someone that has a wicked high compete level and loves the loves the mm-hmm. game. Mike Evans yeah. is up there. I remember uh like short story of Mike Evans. It was uh his it was Sean Jackson's first year in Tampa. They had hard knocks down in Tampa. And Mike Evans is just forcing Deshaun Jackson to do jump jump routes with him down the sideline, 50 yards, back and forth, 50 yards, like one-on-one coverage, like jump ball, wide receiver jumps, the other guy has to push him. And like Sean Jackson, Jackson's just dead tired. Like, oh man, come on! And Evans is like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go! <laughs> like, dude, just maniacal competitor. Love it. Yeah, yeah, you love that, and that's exactly what you want to see. You wish more people yeah. were like that. You wish more people would run through Marshawn Lattimore's back just to back up their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dow, you can take the good. Yeah, let's get a little more uplifting here. Um, Amon Ross and Brown is practicing, which is a great sign. Hopefully that means he's he's coming back very soon, hopefully this week. Um, I mean, Jamison Williams was on a snap count last week. He didn't do anything, so no. uh, you need you need Amon Ross back out there. Um, Javante Williams practicing full today, so he should probably be good to go. He looked like he was good to go last week until the last minute, so uh, fingers crossed for, for all you Javante owners. I am one of them, so... Whew. Uh, Austin Eckler says 99% chance to play. Uh, he is playing on Monday Night Football, so that's something you got to worry about. 99% to me is not 100, which means it might as well be zero. So definitely cause for concern if he doesn't suit up. But, um, you know, let's. I'm going to put a lot of eggs in that basket. I've got an Eckler share in one league, in a dynasty league. So he's he'll be out there, and if I get a zero, I get a zero. Um, Deontay Johnson says he will be back after the bye week in week seven. So that's uh that's uplifting for the 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 Steeler offense because they've been a little bit anemic. George Pickens did ball out last week, but besides that, not much going on. Um, after missing one practice this week, Travis Kelsey is back in practice in full today. 
And to wrap it up, Daniel Jones does not intend to miss any games. That is openly saying that he is very sore. So um, that's good. I thought it, I thought we were going to see Daniel Jones miss a little bit of time. Um, I mean, that giant offense needs to figure something out quickly, but they're not going to figure it out without Daniel Jones playing quarterback. So, yeah, I mean, they probably need their offensive line to play football too, but. I don't yeah. know if anybody on the Giants O line has blocked anyone this year. Yeah. Have you seen those clips of Evan Neal just They're... being lost? I think he was Real. sacked. He's been sacked eighteen times in the last two weeks. Yeah, maybe I more. Mean, it's good to see that Kelsey is back in action ahead of Thursday Night Football. The Chiefs' offense does not work without him. It's mm. really concerning if you're a Chiefs, Chiefs fan looking at it. It's like. Unless Kelsey is Superman in the playoffs again, like yeah, I don't see how you can have Super Bowl aspirations for this Chiefs team right now. Um, but like Travis Kelsey getting banged up over and over again, like it's very worrisome. You know, it's like if fantasy owners, right? Like Kelsey has to play at seventy five percent of his self, like all season. Like maybe he just does get ten catches for sixty yards a game for the rest of the season, mm-hmm. like. Right. That, I mean, that's good, but like, I mean, it's not yeah. wide receiver one numbers. Yeah, it's yeah. not first round stock. That you right. gotta, at the, at the tight end position, he'll dominate, but at you know, he he won't get that usual. Kelsey but type yeah, of volume. He'll only score forty points more than tight end two, not ninety. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> right. Which but I yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't even see that Kelsey injury live. I was at a I was at a restaurant it's and like a uh, non-contact. I'm like, oh, I see all the texts coming through. Yeah. People are like, it's an Achilles. It's this, it's that. And I was like, oh, God. And then I'm like, Kelsey's back in. Like, I got the update on my phone. Kelsey's Touchdown. back in. All right. He, so I so I saw I saw a lot of this actually live. And, like, Travis Kelsey was, like, working it on the sideline. But then, obvi- like, obviously, like, advocating for him to get back in the game to Andy Reid, too. And it took, like, Andy Reid made him set out a whole series before he let him back in. Yeah, well, to um, the second half because it was ripped before That's half-time. right. Took it to the second half. Yeah, that's right. Um, and it was like, I mean, he was moving good on the sideline, sure, but I think Andy Reid knows like he limited. needs him to like those wide receivers, like especially because the wide receivers on the Chiefs wear weird, dumb numbers. They're all interchangeable, and I never mm-hmm. know who catches the ball for that Chiefs team. Like, I'm like, what number is that? Like, I eleven twenty four. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's. <laughs> It's only <laughs> Rice I know because he has long hair. Yeah. Like, that's right. the only one. <laughs> and they all look exactly the same. And I'm pretty sure they're all running the wrong routes the whole time. It's yeah. Nuts. <laughs> like, uh, hey, Kendrick Bourne to the Chiefs. Pats do this tomorrow. Chiefs get better. I think we do it tomorrow from as a, as a Pats fan. But yeah. Sense. All right. And other news, JT gets paid $14 million a year. Um. Everyone sits Zach Moss, starts JT. Zach Moss has a career day. JT yeah. has like six carries, which I think is, is looking back now, it's like, all right, this first week back. It's not crazy to think that did happen. Um, yeah. But give him one touchdown or something, they, you know? They came out today and said that JT was going to get ramped up over yep. the next month. So, like, it makes sense. Like, NFL speed yeah. is different than pedaling the bike, staying in shape. We, we watched JT walk around at practice at the beginning of the season. He wasn't healthy at the beginning of the season. Right. Like, like, so like him coming off a long break and then also probably off a couple of injuries that we're not really exactly sure what they are. Like, it's going to take a little bit to for him to get ramped up. But, you know, 
awesome to see a running back get paid, right? We all we all love that. Like not even fancy players, football fans, like we love seeing running backs get paid. They should. They're backbones of offenses. So mm-hmm. like that's the real moral of the story here. But like I would continue to play Zach Moss until we see exactly what JT can do when I'm snap him because Zach Moss has been dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, great. you can play him until you get a dud game from him and you might end up catching like a 15 point game, a 10 point game, and then like an eight point game. And you're like, okay, well, it's not terrible. Now, now JT starts scaling up and I can, I could probably safely sit him, but it could be three, four weeks. And we're, we're back to, you know, like with Anthony Richardson on IR, like they're back to not have a running quarterback, which is always good for a running back scoring fantasy, mm-hmm. right? So yep. I would say continue to play Moss until you can't, but right. hopefully you get totally a few right. more weeks out of it. Yeah, and then uh, Van Jefferson traded the Falcons. Who? Yeah, <laughs> Nothing exactly. to see here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not... <laughs> Going from like the most pass happy team to the least pass happy team, but the Falcons <laughs> also going out and trading for wide receiver is also just like head scratching. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing it, makes it just, sense. Makes I'll have to go check sense. my uh, PFF stats on Van Jefferson's blocking grade. Maybe he's been killing it out there. <laughs> Falcons are like, seeing stuff. The Falcons should go get Nikhil Harry. That's who they need. <laughs> nope. The Vikings DM now, baby. Yeah. He was elevated to the Atrop roster. Oh God, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go add him in a bunch of leagues. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, teams on by Packers and Steelers. I thought I there were more. I went to look up the list. I'm like, this is a, little, a little upsetting. Two two teams that probably need a buy. Like the Steelers need yeah. a buy to get all healthy. The Packers need a buy to reset. Figure out what's going on again. <laughs> yeah, they got to get like, Jordan Love's head screwed back on because he started hot and he's gone huge regression. So. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'll say about like everyone in the Packers, especially like in Dynasty Fantasy, is like relax. All of these guys are like 23 playing football together. Like they're so young. They're unbelievably young. Like they're could be like 22. the youngest offense, like the youngest offense collectively that I've seen in a long time. And they have a good head coach. Like in Dynasty, yeah. like if you're holding Jordan Love, like relax. Like they're not doing anything. Like that team's too good to go and make a drastic move like like the only thing that could happen is they draft a wide receiver that's better than Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs right away but like they got a lot of good pieces they're just they just need some time they're rough two, yeah. in two years we'll be like this Packers offense is really really good they're close yeah I mean in, in dynasty I totally agree in redraft I'm like uh, redrafts yeah out the window yeah. Jordan loves QB one days I think are behind them for the rest of the season yeah and I'm currently starting him in our flex league because Aaron Rodgers has the weakest Achilles in known history. <laughs> what are Achilles injuries this year? It's yeah. Been a bad, bad year for the Greeks, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dope reference. <laughs> that was awesome. Your references are out of control, bro. Everybody knows that. <laughs> uh, all right. Week five top talents. I'll start with the quarterbacks. Quarterback, Justin Fields, 32.98 points. Another. Solid week from him. That's two weeks in a row. 282 yards, four passing touchdowns, 57 rushing yards. Um, I think we were all cutting him after week three, and he kind of proved us wrong. I think he, I think like he's like now QB like five uh scoring in, in the season. Um he still completed just about a little over fifty percent of his passes, but 50, 50 for twenty. Oh yeah, you're right. Like so I don't know. 
Justin Fields is a great fantasy quarterback. That's it. Yep. <laughs> That's it. End of story. <laughs> I think I had texted Scott in our in one of our leagues together, and I was like, oh, I wish I could really have faith in Justin Fields. This is like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'll just play Tua. I think that's the right call. We're like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Two weeks in a row, field, just see ya. Yeah. And like, and it's against the Washington defense. That's good. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not bad Washington defense. Like, Thursday night football, you just never trust. Doesn't matter. I don't count Thursday night football when I think about like how players do and what they do. Mm, that's, that's a very good point because people will be like, oh, what are you betting on Thursday? I go, I don't touch Thursdays. You don't touch don't Thursdays. Thursdays. I don't and know what to expect ever. You and don't then, bet Thursdays or you don't bet London games. It's like the easiest yep, thing yeah. like, or anything in Europe. Like if they have a game in Germany this year, like you just don't touch those ones. They're too unpredictable. Yep. Every time. Uh, uh, running backs. Dash, you got it. All right. Top running back of the week. Travis ETN, 34.40 points, 26 rush attempts for 136 yards, two touchdowns. He also added uh, four receptions on five targets for 48 yards. And then I want to toss an honorable mention to Zach Moss. 32 and a half points on 23 rushes for 165 yards, two touchdowns, and then two targets for two catches and 30 yards. Hell of a week for these guys. I think uh, one of the big takeaways, I think, from this year in fantasy and the NFL in general is that, like, small guys with speed can play, and they're going to score. Travis Etienne is a surefire RB1 for the next three years, I think, like, like if you have home run speed, like they can they can scheme the gaps enough for running backs to not get touched pretty, you know, through through the gaps and like get to that second level and then like that's all you need as a running back with speed. Like then you hit home runs. Like he's been really good this year. And we've seen so many smaller, like five, ten wide receivers do really well this year. Like it's just like moving way more to a finesse sport. We see very few very few heavy fronts anymore you know way more safeties on the field way less linebackers like so running through the tackles just like might be dead until it comes back like you just need speed guys on the yeah. like that can hit the perimeters and in home runs like yeah i mean we, we saw with devin ashan before he got hurt too like same kind yeah. of thing it was it's the ET- whole thing miami plays you yeah etn uh the jags need him yeah like yeah. like to win games, you, you got to give this guy as many touches as you can. Uh, Derek, take the wide receivers. We got uh, DJ Moore balling out. Good to see, you know. He had uh, eight receptions on 10 targets for 230 yards and three TDs. And he had one TD just like leaping over a defender in the end zone, catching it over him. It was like exactly what you want to see. He should have had DJ four because he, he stepped out of bounds, but there was never yeah. – uh, he was definitely not out of bounds. He was not out of bounds. He should <laughs> so have had four. This could have been a like a 54-point game because it was a <laughs> – And then and then Jamar Chase back to form. He had 19 targets. He caught 15 of them for 192 and three touchdowns, and he looked unguardable. He looked mm-hmm. really good. Like, like just go All back and watch the highlights of Jamar Chase from last week. They were really silly. Like, everything that he does is so good. Like, the, the only thing that Jamar Chase is, like, somewhat suspect in sometimes is his hands. But it's, like, he's so wide open. He's looking for the home run every single time he drops a football. <laughs> like, because there's five yards of space on guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't matter if it's a man or zone. Like, he's just, he's so good. And I don't again, care if he's dropping not a huge three. Dude. Yeah. I don't care if he's dropping three passes a game. He's getting 19 targets. <laughs> Yeah, you'll take those, take that happily. You'll take those those helps. drops for for uh, a sixty yard touchdown the next play. 
Um, tight end, George Kittle, 26.2 points. <laughs> three catches on four targets for 67 yards and three touchdowns. Again, this is George Kittle. He's either a top talent or he's a bottom piece of shit, like we talked about <laughs> last week. Um, he's going to and- finish his career with the highest highest percent of receptions for touchdowns ever mm-hmm. with anyone with over five catches. It's not going to be close. Like. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> not not on here is Dallas Goddard, Goddard, but I think he had like 24 points or something, two touchdowns. So uh, he's been slow to start the year. So good to see him get get going. So like one side note, um, one of the Kittle touchdowns, I don't know if you got, I'm sure everyone's seen this on Instagram now, but the, uh, the Lions ran like a reverse a reverse pitch back throw to the tight end for a touchdown. And the Chiefs ran, I'm sorry, the 49ers ran the same exact play for a touchdown, George Kittle on Sunday night. So like it was like when the Lions played, it was like in the one or four o'clock slate. I think it was the one o'clock slate. They run the same. It's a reverse throw back to the quarterback, mm-hmm. touchdown pass to Laporta. Same exact play. Both were <laughs> wide <laughs> open. Both yeah. are wide open. Wide open. Cool play. Yep. Um, I'll start with the quarterbacks with the bust of the week. Daniel Jones, 7.2 points. Uh, Dak Prescott, 7.3 points. Um, three interceptions for Dak. 153 yards, only one touchdown. Um, not not what you want for QB ones last season. Um, but we'll move on. Dow's going to take the RBs. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, you make my list at 3.9 points. Six attempts, 18 yards, one target, one reception, 16 yards. Uh, just based on what we expected to see you do and then what you actually did. Uh, a lot of people put JT in their lineups as soon as they saw him active. So you can't get, you can't skate uh, away from this list just because, uh, just because you're ramping back up, if you want to call it that. And then Miles Sanders, you definitely make the list, bud. 1.2 points, seven attempts, 32 yards, one target, and a big fumble lost. So, uh, yeah, 1.2 points is going to get you on this list every single week. Yep. Derek, take the wide receivers. All right. Top off the board. Very disappointing week for Justin Jefferson. He had three receptions for 28 yards. Obviously, he went out with a hamstring injury, but he played 71% of the snaps. So, like, you would have expected a little bit more from him, even on just 71% of the snaps. But I feel like with him, when he gets going, he gets unstoppable. So, like, if he played those last, you know, like 24% of the snaps, maybe he gets another 15, 20 points out of that game. Then Cortland Sutton, like very hard to figure out the Broncos wide receivers all year. He had only three targets, one reception, 13 yards. And then Brandon Cooks and that abysmal Dallas game, he he finishes with 1.8 points, one reception for seven yards. And he had one rush for six yards, which I don't think should ever happen with Brandon Cooks and that Dallas offense. But yeah. (laughs) All right, moving on. uh, Tight ends. Hunter Henry with zero points, two targets, abysmal Patriots offense. Jake Ferguson, 4.3, just linked to the Cowboys game last week, three receptions, 28 yards. After showing us he was, you know, back in tight end one the first four weeks, t- takes a big step back. Yeah, I was getting high on Jake Ferguson and uh, like starting to consider playing him or, you know, trying to, even if I could add him in any leagues, I was like, I'll, I'll stoked about it. And he goes out and does this. And I was like, all right, I can pump the brakes now. I'm bummed. I was <laughs> oh, like, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is back, baby. 
Well, it's a, I, now I got to stream again. God, it was it's the yeah. same thing with Hunter Henry too. You're like, oh, solidified tight end one in the year. Oh yeah, oh, right not anymore. Rip, I was like, nice. I got a steal. Yeah. The only I think the only play for all those Cowboys people like Jake Ferguson, Brandon Cooks, and Gallup is like you can only stream them against bad defenses. Mm-hmm. Like if they go up against the top defense, they're or, gonna struggle. Or or the six team bye week hell weeks. Right. You might have to unless they're one of those teams and good for you. You, you don't have to make that hard a uh, decision. Good news. They don't play the 49ers again. So yeah, that's, that is great news. <laughs> um, all right. Next segment, hold them, fold them. First one, Khalil Herbert. Now is he only, he's not on the IR yet, but I think it sounds like it sounded like it was could coming. Be. Or, yeah, um, it, it should be coming. It hasn't. So week nine return, I think is, is what people are saying. Um, as a Herbert owner, it kind of sucks that he kind of was taking the starting role after week four, got hurt week five. I think I hold, I sorry, I fold him. I, I don't think you can hold a guy like that who is pretty much a flex play, um, at best most weeks. So I'm going to fold him. Yeah, I'd probably fold him as well. Um, I think it's going to really open the door as well for Deontay Foreman and even Roshan Johnson if he can get back from the concussion. And in this four-week span, um, both those guys could solidify roles. When Khalil Herbert comes back, it might be a very small role anyways. Um, I would fold him now and just pick up someone that's going to have more value. I think the only chance to hold them is if like you're a top team in your league, you're like winning in points, and you have a bench spot like where you want to take a flyer. Like he's an ultimate flyer. Like even when he comes back, like if the Bears are still really bad, like what we expect them to do, like why wouldn't they just give Roshan Johnson a run and just see what they have and figure out what they're going to do? Like it's the only circumstance I can see that you can hold him. Otherwise, he's he's definitely fold. Yeah, and like with the high ankle, I just let him get a hundred percent. Don't rush him back. Well, they know what they have in Herbert, like you said. See what they've got in Johnson. So I think he was. I mean, he was a late round pick, so he's probably on a three year deal, right? That was like those later rounds are three year deals. I would guess. I'm not really sure though. Um, I think I, I just I don't even know. Like a fourth, I, could I, I think it was like a fourth round pick. So like, are those three years first, only? I think so. Yeah. What's four years? The first three rounds. Uh, four rounds is round two and three, and uh, no, three. sorry, sorry, three round, uh, round two and round three is both three. So I think everything's three after one. Herbert was a sixth plus... round pick, two hundred seventeen no, overall. Okay, yeah, late and... round running back picks. We know that the those are the guys they have a shelf life. <laughs> he was uh, he's actually it's actually a four year contract from ends in twenty twenty four though. Then he becomes yeah. a UFA. Yeah. All right. He's making $940,000 a year this <laughs> this year. Perfect situation for the Bears. A lot of cheap running backs that can run the ball. Yep. Um, Samoshi Pirine. Ooh. I was going to start with that one. I will fold Samaje Pirine just because I think um, Javante Williams is going to be back this week. And on top of that, it seems like Jaleel McLaughlin has been uh, somehow the hotter, the hotter hand after him. Um, I thought P Ryan was going to have a huge role. He just hasn't. I mean, he had nine and a half points last week, so it's nothing to really scoff at. And depending on how deep your league is, maybe nine and a half points is worth keeping on your bench. Um, me personally, I'm going to fold him though. I think there's somebody, there's probably somebody out there that I would prefer to have. Yeah, I think 
I think he's a full two. And I think I think that the um the Broncos are a good study of like whether coaching or quarterback dictates court like running back receptions and it's quarterback. Like Russ doesn't sort of running backs, doesn't matter what the yeah. offensive system is, like <laughs> like so like and we we saw this very much with like Philip Rivers. Like he went to he went to Indy and just threw to his running back still. Like so I think it's like the receptions just aren't there for Samaji Piran. That's what we expected from him. They're not gonna be there for the whole season. So he's a fold. Yeah, he's a fold. He was pretty much RB two when Javante was out behind McLaughlin. Um so with Javante back, I think he's not third in line, but two B, I guess. So fold. Um, Rashad Bateman and OBJ. I put these guys together just for Baltimore receivers. Derek, you can start with that one. Yeah, they're folds. Like Zay Jones is the only receiver in the Ravens that I want. Like the Zay Flowers. You said Zay. Sorry, Jones. Zay, I'm sorry, Zay Flowers. Yeah, yeah, same guy. Um, yeah, same <laughs> Zay. No, very <laughs> different. Very different. Um, like, I'm sorry, it just, Lamar's never gonna hold enough fantasy in his throwing that's gonna carry enough guys to catch balls. Like, if Rashad Bateman and OBJ are healthy and Zay Flowers is healthy, we can expect five points a game from two of them and eleven from one of them, and that's it. Like, they're just like mm-hmm. not. Like and that's a that's a good throwing game for the Ravens. Like, there's just not enough to go around. I really wanted OBJ to have a good like you know and like last hurrah thousand yard season. It's just not on the cards. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like OBJ Bateman, one guy had to separate themselves. You know, be the target. Zay Flowers seems to be the the biggest target, but I thought one of them had a shot to have some value. Um, but like you said, Lamar Jackson's high on the season for passing yards is 237 yards. He's got, besides that, he has one at 236. And then most of the time he's closer to 200 or even in the ones. So you split that up and you also account for Mark Andrews getting the lion's share of that anyways. There's just not a lot to go around. Plus you'd knock off some that he throws to the running back. It's it's a nightmare. I think you have to fold both guys, um, which is unfortunate. You know, I, I think before you talked about Lamar's kind of, lack of passing production i was thinking oh yeah you know you could probably hold one of these guys and just hope that they're the one that breaks out and i think you make a great point i think the the fold is necessary because you can't anticipate either of these guys breaking out and even if you do or even if they do you're going to call it a one game flash on a pan you're not going to play them the next week anyways if mark andrew if mark andrews goes down for the year pick one of them up and hope but Mm -hmm. outside of that not I'd still to. probably pick up Isaiah Likely. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's, yeah, I mean. that's a really good point. Yeah, I'd rather do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think when people th- saw the new offense was going to throw more, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what you, you said, Deke. The quarterback's going to do what, you know, he's kind of done his whole career and he can't support that many guys. Easy folds. Um, yeah. JSN. This one kind of sucks. Um, hasn't really done shit at all. Uh, it's kind of getting worse each week. But if you want to fold them, fold them. The only reason I'll keep them because, you know, these rookie receivers, usually the second half of the year, they'll have a, like, Amon Ra wasn't anything to week 11, his r- rookie year, and he was a league winner. But um, that's still weeks away. 
Um, so if you don't, if you don't want to wait or you can't wait, fold them. If you have the, that one spot where you can, you know, keep a guy there and able to survive bye weeks, I'd keep him there. Yeah. I mean, I got him in the eighth round of a redraft. So, I mean, like that's still early for a guy I want to drop, but I think you have to, he just hasn't done anything. And if it, like, if you're keeping a guy because of his name or cause you like him, I think you're making a mistake for fantasy. I have to remind myself of that all the time. Um, I think you can go out and pick up anybody off of waivers right now. That's scoring two and a half to four points a week. So if you do it strictly on the numbers, I think JSN has to be a drop unless like you said, Scott, you have a, a deep bench and you can hold the guy and, and not worry about it. Or you're, you're killing it in your league anyways. But if you're like a one and four, two and three winless team, and JSN's on your bench, you just get rid of him. Try something else. It's he's not gonna be a solution for you anytime soon. Yeah, it does depend he's, your yeah. record too. That's that's a good point. So I just wanted to take a look at his snap count because he's only on the field on three wide receiver sets, or if someone's out for like um for being tired, right? It's the only time he gets on the field. 59%, 56%, 44%, 53%. He's only on the field on third and longs for the most part, or when they take tight ends off the field. There's one thing I know about that offense in Seattle is that they love playing with two tight ends. Like they keep they keep three tight ends on their roster all the time. So I think like Jackson, Smith, and Nijek Buzz going to be good. It's just not this year. <laughs> you got to fold them. Like, yeah. take just like take a bigger upside guy that's just on the field more. Like, you can't score if you're not on the field. You play 50% of snaps, you're not going to be a starter in fantasy. Especially when, when his targets are the screen passes for like three catches for five yards. It's he's just the screen guy there. Yeah. For now. But yeah, bad. he's good. Yeah, Overall, he's good it's a fold. Yeah. Um, Matt Breida. I put him on this list because Saquon is presumably back this week. How did Breida do last week? Oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, not not well, but nobody well, really that, did. Yeah, that that whole team didn't do anything. But I mean, yeah, it's the... hard to run, run behind that line. Like they're they're struggling. I think Saquon's going to struggle when he's back too. Yeah, I mean, Brita had that nine and ten point game, um, but then that's really it. And I, I, you know, he was a decent fill in, but I think Saquon comes back and it just goes back to being a hundred percent Barkley. Brita has no value. Saquon might, like you said, might struggle anyways. But even just for just for reps and touches, I don't think Brita has much. So I would probably fold him um, this week and try to replace him with somebody off your waiver wire. Uh, I don't know. I mean. Maybe he has one more game, but I mean, at most, you're going to miss out on the one game. I think, yeah, you're if, gonna start if Barkley's not this week, then it's not, then it's next week. Yeah, he's a fold. I mean, you're holding him just not, pr- not praying, but thinking Barkley goes down again. But if I'm holding a handcuff to a team, it's not the Giants, it's right, it's the Eagles, it's the Niners, it's the Bills, it's, it's, it's not New York. Agreed. Kendrick Bourne, fold. Fold. You keep thinking there has to be somebody in this Pats offense, but we've seen now there doesn't have to be. Nobody is coming <laughs> to save you. All right. Marvin yeah. Mims. Oh, well, I'm sorry, Deke. Are you going to fold no. Bourne? No, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, all fair. Move on. It's sad. It's fair. <laughs> 
Uh, Marvin Mims, I will probably fold as well. He seems to be going backwards. Uh, Judy's role is growing. He's, they're finally throwing it to him. There's also not a lot going around there. Cortland Sutton is on the field all the time and is scoring one point a game. So um, I'm folding Marvin Mims. Yeah, he's a fold for me. I mean, his only production this year has been off two long touchdown or one long touchdown catch and another long, I think it was like 65-yard catch. Yeah, I think he had a punt return at one point too. That was it. Special teams touchdown. You're right. Yep, fold. <laughs> when guys play in special teams, um, you kind of want him on your team because uh, he's not getting the snaps. He's playing the 32% of snaps. You should have seen how sick to my stomach I was that I had to give you a hit for your sleeper when Rashid Shahid only scored one touchdown on a uh, kick return. I was like, <laughs> six points, I guess, for a sleeper is a hit. I called it. I called it. <laughs> Yeah, not great. All right, this one's a little more crazy. Najee Harris. Yeah, he's getting the runs, but Jalen Warren is more efficient, scoring more points, and Najee just looks bad. Like, like eye test looks bad. So um, I don't think you can fold Najee Harris based on what he can do and based on, you know, who he is, what he is in that offense, and even just the volume of snaps he's getting. I mean, you're, you're not going to pick up a running back Oh, uh, off off of your waiver wire that's getting 15 carries a game. It's just not going to happen. He'd be on a team already. So I think I have to hold Najee based on the opportunity given to him. But, like, I'm not playing him, which sucks. Yeah. I think uh, I think that that offense is just drastically better when Deontay Johnson plays, too. Like, Deontay Johnson's on the field, and they can get first downs by throwing the football. Because Pittsburgh's offense has been really hard to watch, right? Like, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you hope for, like, third and 15, so they have to throw it up to George Pickens because that's your only hope right now. Like, like get Deontay Johnson back. Start getting the ball, like, in positive situations. Like, in Najee Harris will be okay. Like, even if he's not super fast, we know he can run between tackles. Just send him on powers inside and like, and he'll pick up yards. But I mean, it doesn't catch the ball. It's going to be rough. Wherever you draft, draft him. It's going to be rough, but you can't drop him. Yeah. If you're still in like an old school, like non PPR format, like maybe he has a little bit more value. Um, but I don't play in any of those leagues because I'm not a maniac. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, he's a hold for me, but I, I just kind of put him here because we might be talking about him again next week. If he goes out and does the same thing. Um, but it's hard to find a running back that gets touched. It's the same kind of thing with Damian Pierce. It's getting volume. It's not doing much with it, but volume is going to at least produce something soon. You'd hope. Yeah. And if you get that volume and it happens to be down the, by the goal line and you add a touchdown to any of these games that Harris has, you know, put forward this year, not that bad, or it's not as bad. It's a little right. bit easier to stomach. Yeah, exactly. So it was a hold. Um, Zach Moss, I think this is easy. We kind of talked about him before. You hold him for now. You play him until um, he flames out. Agreed. That's yeah. I put him on here because I wanted to say hold. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should panic and say, "Oh, JT's back." Immediately cut him. I think he sells value. We talked about it. Like if you have Zach Moss and you have some depth trade him to the JT owner feels like a very easy trade to make in fantasy, mm-hmm. which is hard. Right. Like, but like makes sense. Right. Like 
if the, those are the trades that you're looking for to make is like when it makes sense for both teams and trading Zach Moss to the JT owner feels like it makes sense right now. Yep. And the last one, Brandon Cooks, who's on here last week, we held him. I even said we haven't seen the Dallas offense yet because they've either been up by too much to know what they look like. We saw it last week. It didn't look good. I'm fine with folding him. You're not starting him. He's getting you three targets a game and barely any receptions. I don't want to wait until week 10 where he gets a touchdown. And like, yeah, I called it. I knew it. I'm 0-8, but um, <laughs> <laughs> 0-9. Yeah. But I think he's a fold for me, and that's hard because I loved him coming into the season. Yeah, I don't want to wait for my life to be over. Um, no, I'm just kidding. That's Austin's Creek for all you youngsters out there. Uh, Brandon Cooks, though, fold. Have to do it. Can't can't have that point total on your team. Yeah, it kind of sucks actually. You could probably fold. You could argue that you could fold Brandon Cooks from Michael Gallup right now, which you never thought you'd say. They're still both hard plays. <laughs> yeah, I'd fold Michael Gallup if he's on this list too. But for Brandon Cooks, <laughs> both those wide receivers would be the number one wide receiver on Carolina and New England. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, easily, <laughs> like far and away. Yep. All right, buy low, sell high. Uh, Derek, I, I don't know if you saw this or able to put it in. Yeah, I got him. Yeah, I got right. a couple. All right, um, Derek, start then. Do your buy low. My buy low is T Higgins. Um, T Higgins has one good game, uh, but people are definitely frustrated if they if they bought him or if they drafted him. Um, Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow last week. You know he was good. He's mobile. Looked like he's moving. I'm like, like if you want to, if you want to buy low on T Higgins right now, it's your best bet. Like there's a chance that from this point out. He finishes like as a top 24 wide receiver. So I think it's like a really easy, really easy buy low, buy low, buy into this, this Bengals offense, because every week that passes, that cap gets better. It looks like, um, you know, outside of the one setback where we watched Joe Burrow just using massage, massage gun on his calf for like 30 minutes on the sideline. <laughs> but like if Joe Burrow, I mean, we all know what Joe Burrow can do, man. By T. Higgins, by Joe Mixon, by these Bengals, the these offensive weapons, like they're going to be good down the stretch. We know they are. They're gonna compete in the AFC. Like I don't know. I just feels it feels crazy to think that T. Higgins has one game that of value this season. Like he's, he's too good one game with eight targets, no catches. But that that was week one. It was just different. Yeah, by all these guys besides Irv Smith. Yeah, besides yeah. Irv Smith <laughs> is not looking good for my. Uh... <laughs> Confirmed bad at football. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I had him as a my whatever bold prediction that he's going to be a, a pro bowler or whatever. I said he sucks. Yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I long, think guys. you're wrong, man. <laughs> but I, I just was like, hey, dude, high power offense. You got to get it going. No, I mean, if Hayden Hurst can do it. But yeah. No. Like, yeah. Guess not. Uh, all right. My buy low is Miles Sanders. I shit on him a bit earlier. I probably will still continue to shit on him as I talk positively about him here. But um, I think you can just buy him for absolutely nothing right now. And he has the value. We've seen him do it in Philly, albeit behind one of the best offensive lines in football, you know, every every single year. But the Panthers offensive line was great last year, too. They took Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman to the stratosphere. And those guys are both, you know, valuable starters down the stretch. I think eventually the Panthers offensive line figures it out. I think Miles Sanders finds his rhythm. I think you see him overtake everybody else in the backfield. I know Chuba Hubbard's pushing him right now. 
But even if it ends up being close to a 50-50 split, Miles Sanders can still break through. He still has to score touchdowns. And again, you have you have a quarterback who's not that comfortable yet and then continues to check down to the running backs in the passing game. It's not always going to be Miles Sanders. It's not always going to be Chuba Hubbard, but the, the plays are there. And like I said, you can buy him for, for next to nothing with the performances he's been stringing together. So um, I would – you probably throw somebody off your bench like – to the Miles Sanders owner and they'll probably accept the trade. So I'd rather have him on my bench than a lot of people out there on the waiver wire, or, you know, the guys that are currently sitting on a lot of my bench spots. Um, I'd happily make that trade in, in, in a heartbeat if I could. Probably to like Josh Reynolds. Um, yeah. Or Sanders. Yeah. That's the perfect. I'll trade two, two Atwell, and they'll probably get the trade through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, mean like, uh, and he, he's hurt now. He might miss mm-hmm. this week. So even lower. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, young young team, no co- new coaching staff. We expect these teams to wait until Thanksgiving and figure out how to play football. You know, yep. like, and we know Miles Sanders is good. Like, I know he didn't have touchdowns in Philly, and Philly was weird with him. But like, coming out of draft, like, they were like talking about that he was better than Najee. He was played in like played at Penn State, like. He, the dude was good. Like he didn't yeah. figure out how to play football. I mean, running his... back's like the easiest, easiest position that if like you're, you can be born with, like he's too good to be this bad. Yeah. I mean, his sophomore season in the NFL, he was probably a top 10 dynasty running back. And we all wanted a share of him. And we did. OP. And yep. it sucked. Um, <laughs> he didn't get tedious. My by low is Jerry Judy. Um, and he could have, Definitely has been on the hold fold part of this podcast too. Um, but kind of what Dow said with M- Marvin Mims, Judy's ramping up. We got we got to re- remember he was hurt in the preseason. Um, didn't know how long he was going to be out. Something like four, four weeks. He, he missed one. Um, last week he finally got up to eighty six percent snap percentage. Um, before that was like sixty three. So he's he's on the field more. His targets are going up. It's a bad offense. It might not be good this week against Casey on a Thursday night. Um, so you might even wait another week to buy him even lower. But I think he's just by far the best receiver on the team. I know Sutton has a few touchdowns here and there, but we saw Sutton in true form last week. Um, and also, if they lose to Casey, which they definitely will, this is a guy that that can be traded. I mean, he's already in the trade Rumors now. I think he's the hottest name out there. And I mean, God forbid he lands on a team like the Chiefs. If you bought him low, like, holy shit, like skyrockets in value. I mean, you can go to Carolina. Carolina's looking for the wide receiver one for the future. That's a guy right England. there you can get. And don't go to New England, please. <laughs> um, but I, I just think what we saw from Judy at the end of last year in the last like, six weeks he was like wide receiver eight um i'm not gonna say is it gonna be there but i think hot low and wide receiver two numbers at the second half of the year is more than doable hope so um all right i'll start with my sell high um i love how we have tight ends on this list dallas goddard after a monster game i'm selling him for as much as i can um we saw him the first four weeks didn't do much I always say it. If you're a third target on an offense, I don't really want a share of you. Uh, it's the same thing with Dow's guy too. He's going to be great one week and 
and another week is going to be two to five points. Like, I mean, you can't have Goddard, Brown, and Smith all be, you know, the ones at their position every single week. So um, I just think it, it's an outlier for Goddard. So if you can trade him like a top five tight end like he was drafted, I would. Yeah, my points follow exactly what you're saying for uh, for my pick as well. George Kittle, um, we talked about it before. He's either a top dog or an absolute shit bum. And you can't have a 30-point week and then go 2-4, 2-8, 2-8, because that means I won one game and then I lost four games. Like, that doesn't help me do anything. So if I can, I'm going to trade George Kittle for whatever. I'm pretty much going to get into streaming tight ends at this point, but I'm going to trade him for a more reliable running back wide receiver, any other piece. I think with, with Joe that Mixon. game, he, exactly with that game, he just put up, you could get a lot. Same with Goddard. You can get a lot for these guys right now based on one performance. I, again, that's why their sell highs. Yeah. Uh, my sell high is um, something that's actually scored well the last two weeks since Josh Jacobs. So I watch, I watch the Raiders play, man, Josh Jacobs gets a hit behind the line. Like every time he runs the goddamn football like that, I, I don't know what happened from last year to this year where the Raiders don't really know how to run the football efficiently or like what happened to their offensive line. But like Josh Jacobs is winning in despite of his offensive line. He has an average over four yards carry a game this season. Like it's not his fault. <laughs> it's not his fault. It's not your fault. Like he's so good. Like he is. He is really good. He's making he's making he's getting yards out of nothing. But like I just can't expect him to be able to continuously do that all season. Like I just think it's a good time to sell high on a player that scored the last two weeks. Like he had eight catches last week for I think like it was something crazy. Like he scored touchdowns the last couple of weeks. Like if you can make a move to get Josh Jacobs out of off of your team for someone else that's been consistently good. That's like on a good offense. Like there's nothing more consistent in fantasy scoring than running backs on good offenses with good offensive lines. So like if you can package Josh Jacobs and something for Tony Pollard, like you're that's a win. Like I just think that he's. I was really going to say like so David Montgomery, maybe. Yeah. What he's doing. And he he had the same problem in, in Chicago. He was always hit behind the line. Then he goes to Detroit. That actually blocks for him. Boom. Galaxy yeah. stud. Right. And, like, I love David Montgomery. I think he's a good running back. He's not nearly as talented as Josh Jacobs. No, not at all. <laughs> you know? And I think I think if you went Jacobs for Montgomery, you could be Montgomery and another piece, like a, a smaller. Just based right. on the name and the draft capital. Yeah, yeah, yeah just based think, on what yeah. these people think about these guys as. Yeah, worried worried about that Raiders team. We'll see what they do against the Pats this week, but I can't see Josh Jacobs having a ton of success for the rest of the season. So it's funny thing here. Yeah. The, the Raiders are calling this like a get right week for for their team. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Patriots suck. Yeah, it's, it's abysmal. All right, stop playing with my emotions. Um, I'll start. It's the Patriots, and it's not even just how bad they are as Patriots fans. It's that. You can't start anyone on this offense. Like we we've seen bad teams. We see bad teams even now. Like Carolina, you're still starting Thielen. Jets, you're still starting Wilson and Hall. You were hoping to start Hunter Henry and Stevenson with not confidence, but at least Stevenson with all the confidence in the world. And 
if they're down 20 points in the first quarter, you know, that running game's done. Hunter Henry goes from tight end one the first two weeks to zero points. It's just born. You thought he could hit? Nope. Juju. I'll leave it at that. Um, Stevenson's the most disappointing part of all this. Like, yeah, we because he was a we were bad on offense last year. He was awesome. I don't know what's wrong with him or like what's going on, but I mean, if you're a different franchise that thinks that you have a you know a spot to compete and you want a running back, like my first pat, my first calls the Pats to see what if they will move on from Stevenson. Yeah, it sucks seeing a guy that. That talented that can easily that is a three down back, which is very hard three to find in the NFL. One of the greatest pass catchers of all time. No, just of uh, the current NFL. But um, <laughs> I mean, the, the the guy can do it all. We saw last year. It's just sad that it's. I mean, yeah, I mean you're still kind of playing just... him too because I mean, with Arby's going down and stuff. Like I have a team oh, yeah. that I've that I've Stevenson and. N- n- Najee and I felt great coming into the year. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, which one do I sit? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's brutal. Like the the offensive line is just taking <laughs> such a step back. And we came into the year going like, all right, we know we're going to struggle to pass the ball, but at least we'll have protection. At least like, we'll have Bill O'Brien. Nope. <laughs> we're talking about 1.3 seconds for Mac Jones to throw a ball, and that's probably the same time it takes to turn and hand the ball to the running back. So, like Stevenson getting popped in the backfield is just not a, a sustainable offense. And yeah. I don't know what the plan is, but it, it's brutal. I could bitch I mean, about the Pats all day. Hey, you could have started the Pats defense in fantasy until Judon and Gonzalez got hurt in the same week, and now they're unstartable too. So, yep, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For talking about defenses now, and I'm sure they were picked like a top five defense too. In, yeah. Oh yeah, and they were, fantasy. and they and they were a top five defense. They were awesome, and now they yeah. suck too. <laughs> yep, Gonzalez looks good. That's the one. I'm already on to next year. I'm like, we're gonna have Gonzalez back. That's all we need. Like, thank God we have JC Jackson again. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Uh, all right. I'll move on to my uh, stop playing with my emotions. And I have Jonathan Taylor. I think I've really beat this horse to death as is, but it, it just stinks. If you're a Jonathan Taylor owner, you, you had to wait for the holdout. Finally, the holdout. Well, I guess we're not going to call it the holdout. We'll call it the, uh, the IR stint, but whatever you want to call it. That's finally over. He activates to the active roster. You're like, all right, dope. He's going to be the man. Nope. He goes out and plays and Zach Moss looks just a billion times better than him. Now we're, you can give him a little bit of a pass, you know, he needs to get up to game speed and yada, yada, yada. But I think a lot of people, myself included, were hoping that we just saw JT BJT day one and just run all over the place because obviously there was space to run. Zach Moss just happened to be the guy doing it. So JT stop playing with my emotions, man. Get back on the field and dominate, please. Yeah, and it sucks because you you have to start him because yeah. you can make like, oh I'll start him like the his fourth week back. No, because you sit him, he goes for twenty this week. You're an idiot. Like like I don't know. I like, but you start him. And it's like oh five points. That's fine next week, but you lost your matchup. It's just a weird situation now. Hopefully, you have like only one or two losses and you're able to you know eat that a bit, but. If you're like yeah, a one, one and team, four, it's, it's tough. I'm one and four. My running backs are JT and Eckler. So I've been playing <laughs> Devin Singletary and Rico Dowdle all year. And it's just like, this sucks. So hey, JT been, comes it, back. I'm like, dope. Yeah, no. It's better than Najee and Stevenson. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least I lost by like 40. So you know, nothing was going to help. Right. All right, Derek. 
Yeah, so my quick playing games with my heart's just top drafted quarterbacks, man. Like they just have not been what we have have expected for the last three or four years, right? So like we when you look at like fantasy scoring for the last couple of years, quarterbacks are really dominating in top twenty five, and they're just not this year. Like any, you guys got a guess on who's winning the NFL in touchdown passes this year? Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he has thirteen. You like that? Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Gross. Yeah, um <laughs> Kirk Cousins with 13, Tua with 11, Justin Fields with 11, Josh Allen with 11, Russ with 11, Patrick Mahomes with 10. Right? So like it's just like the mid-range quarterback seems to either be back in vogue in fantasy or like through the back half of this year these top quarterbacks have to start throwing dimes. Like I don't know what it is, but like in a lot of drafts, you saw the top the top drafted quarterbacks really creeping up the board because we expect there to be huge drop off from QB one, like QB one tier, not QB one like uh, top twelve, but like the QB top QB five, QB sixes to really outscore the rest of the league, and it's just not happening this year. Like you look at like I'm I'm looking at a stand like a standard quarterback scoring with like PPR and like Russell Wilson has two less points than Patrick Mahomes. Like in what world did we expect that to happen this year in fantasy, you know, through five weeks. So like Justin Fields can't have two good weeks and then be a top three quarterback. That's just not, this is not what like what we expected out of our top rated quarterbacks. Like Josh Allen's had a couple of good big weeks and like weeks when he's just throwing, you know, 200 yards and two touchdowns. It's just not scoring. Like that's what we wanted our top quarterbacks to score. So like, I hope for everyone that drafted quarterbacks early, these top rate quarterbacks really start taking off in the second half, but it just is, it's been the, the year of the mid range quarterback this year so far through fantasy. Yeah. And just looking at just the total fantasy points out of all players, you'd expect it to be mainly quarterbacks, Right but in the top ten, you have you know, CMC is one, Tyreek's three, Stephon Diggs is seven, and then right around there is you know Cousins, Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, Mostert, Devin Sean. Like, it's not like, yeah, sure, like the quarterbacks are still filled here, but it should be much higher than these position players like wide receivers and RBs, like, and Brock Purdy. Like, you got Brock Purdy in the, the last. Last round of your draft. Good for you. Yeah, it it's, I mean, it, when you see how many positional players are outscoring quarterbacks or like outscoring quarterbacks in the top 50, it's pretty crazy. Like, it just feels like a much different year. Um, like quarterbacks are just not, they're also really not running the football like they did last year, right? Like, I take a quick look at like rushing yards um, for for quarterbacks here real quick but i mean there's still obviously the same guys that you expect on top like lamar jackson he has 265 through five games like which will put him at a pretty good pace but like daniel jones has 197 like it's just like not like josh dobbs is sixth overall with 142 like you just expect a little bit especially at josh allen more rushing you know he is he's sitting at 120 yards like so yeah, that, that's that's low behind yeah. Trevor or, Lawrence and a Ridge who has missed two and a half games. Yeah. I mean, yeah, 120 cool. through five games is like a 
very low average for for Josh Allen. Very, yeah. very low. I mean, very well. that's like one run a game in past years. You know what I mean? He'll he'll, he'll break free for, for 25, 30 on yeah. any given Josh play. Allen has one more yard than Russell Wilson rushing. Yeah, and his tie with uh, Taysom Hill. And maybe like this is the this is the year where zone coverage across the NFL is really catching up with quarterback rushing on scrambles, like where like when you when you're playing football and you're a quarterback, you get man coverage, you get past your second look, and you know it's man coverage, you know the scramble's probably open in one side of the field. But like with zone coverage being pretty prominent across the NFL, like guys are sitting in flats or curl hooks, like you can't really scramble on those guys. Those are five yard carries instead of twenty yard carries. So yeah, like there's four maybe... or five guys spread across the field that all run four or fives. Like exactly. not a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. So maybe so maybe maybe it's just the you know defense is catching up to the offenses here, but is that just definitely down from a quarterback scoring standpoint this year than we have expected from the last few years? So that's a good point too, because I was gonna say it seems like teams are sitting in zones a ton this year. Even so um, even the Raiders uh, against um, Green Bay, they talked about Marcus Peters being off coverage like so much, and I was like, he's playing a zone. And Marcus Peters yeah. is a man cover corner. So he probably doesn't even know what he's doing out there. He usually just runs with guys. So right. I'm like, this is not, it's not a huge surprise, but they're just sitting back and they're like, Jordan Love, we're going to make you beat us and throw into tight windows. Like maybe we should have expected this. The best defense in the league last year is the 49ers. And they ran zone better than I've ever seen a whole team run zone coverage. And like, if you're good at zone, it's always better. It's just so much harder to get seven guys on board yeah, <laughs> just yeah. on board on the same on. page yeah make sure like nobody's overdoing their 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 responsibility yeah. nobody's underperforming yeah and you yeah. know it helps when the niners have freak talent at every single position yeah. right like exactly. when you when you take fred warner and like dre greenlaw and you put them in the middle you're you have so much like versatility Watching Fred Warner playing middle zone coverage, but still picking off a hook is still is like one of the best things you'll see in football ever. <laughs> oh, dude, watching him run with a, a wide receiver down the field. Uh, I can't remember who it was. He ran with him step for step the whole field. I yeah. was like, this guy's yeah. a, a monster. Like, yeah. If and you the, like if you like defense, watching Fred Warner is an absolute pleasure. Watching it's football, it's unbelievable. And those were the, the guys that Brandon Cooks were running into. This week, why? Why against these guys? I'm gonna get right. killed. Yeah, he's just a casual six four, two hundred thirty pounds, yeah. solid yeah. steel. Dak yeah. won't get me killed, probably not. No. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Dak's like right hospital pass, and he's screaming out, "Why'd you catch that? I thought Why'd you were you open. You're open. Like my my neck is broken, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying I'm you paralyzed, but I round? would be flipping you off if I yep. could. <laughs> Uh-huh. All right, um, that will do it. Um, week five reactions, Holden Foldem. Thanks for tuning in. We'll get our start sits out tomorrow at some point. So, uh, Derek, thanks for joining. Dows, of course, always um, from all of us the top shelf. Stay fluid, stay loose. Top shelf fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose.